0: I've been in the shoes of jumping over to a startup, and it's an endless amount of things that you learn on a daily basis and being that close to that startup. But I think the fear is just the responsibility, right? And making sure they're getting the most out of it and that A. Putnam is here to stay and grow and just become a bigger and better thing.
1: Welcome back or welcome to the Create Purpose podcast. Today, I have Allie Putnam. She is the founder of A Putnam. It's a women's resort wear golf brand. She just launched it back in January. It's has just launched it and is putting it out there. In addition to all that, she's a mom of five boys, little boys. They're fairly young, aren't
0: yeah. they, Allie? Yeah, yeah, under nine.
1: Nine, all under nine. So <laughs> I'm excited because Allie and I met, just ran into each other on LinkedIn, and we had mm-hmm. a conversation and. I loved your story. And it, it it's just like, I Thanks. gotta have you on the podcast and let's just see where it goes today. Because I think a lot of people will relate to your story. And what's really cool mm-hmm. about it is the story that you were living wasn't the final chapter. You started creating a whole new chapter and kind of put your life yeah. on a whole new course <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. in it. And that's what I love. And I think yeah. those that are listening are going to pick up on your passion and just your joy for what you're doing. And it's, a, it's, an, it's infectious. So Let's start with yeah. What else would you add to your introduction? Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
0: Sure. So first off, thanks for having me. This is really cool. I like I said, a newbie to being on a podcast. So I appreciate the opportunity, especially to tell my story. And it's like you said, I think one that people can relate to. I had, oh geez, this dream as a little girl to start my own clothing line. And I think there's probably many girls out there that have that dream, right? Fall in love with clothes and fashion and all that. And my Path really took me away from that. From, geez, I was looking at colleges, looking for lacrosse programs that also had a fashion programs, and I couldn't find the two together really. And I had a preferred walk on to Syracuse, and I've got a kid coming in to say hi. All good. <laughs> it's like those raws it gets. So I ended up at Syracuse playing lacrosse and took that over everything. And I landed as a ceramics major there, which was also a passion for mine. So you can pick up on the artistic side that I had and quickly was like, what am I going to do with ceramics? So I switched into the business school and left Syracuse with a dual major in entrepreneurship and supply chain. So <laughs> still like holding onto the dream of being in retail somewhat. My first two jobs out of college were in retail, but definitely on the supply chain side. I met my husband. We moved to a very small town where there was like one company there and it was industrial manufacturing. (laughs) So I had about 13 years then of being in supply chain, doing logistics, inventory management, like everything under this supply chain umbrella, but for industrial manufacturing. Got so far away from that dream. It wasn't even in the back of my head <laughs> at that point. Jeez. And then I really was taking kind of jobs that I could learn and grow, but also had the flexibility to have five kids. And from there, I, oh, geez, I enjoyed having kids, young kids, but also working at the same time. And I always had. And then I have a wonderful father that's been a business mentor of mine forever, obviously. And he's a serial entrepreneur. He loves doing startups. And so I had him, geez, he sat me down one day and was like, Hey, what's next for you? You're comfortable with the kids. You decided to stop. You're done with 5 and what's next for your career? And he always knew that I've been career driven, but I think he just recognized that I'd lost I've lost that energy and fire about my career. And so I started like bringing that dream back up and I was like what is it going to take to do that to start my own clothing line and geez, a year and a half later here I am.
1: Yeah. I want to ask you something because one, I just love the, I couldn't have gotten any further away from my dream. And I think we, many of us find us, find ourselves in a position in our life. A lot of us quote unquote, grow up and that dream goes away completely. Oh, yes. I remember last time we were talking, you shared a scene at the dinner table where your dad asked you a question around yeah. that time yeah. where, you know, five boys, what did he ask you?
0: He just said, like, I'm going to give you some homework and it's going to be to think about a few questions. And one, this is like super raw, right? It had nothing to do with my career, but he was like, what makes you happy? What in life can you do that you feel happy and passionate and carefree about? And there were some other kind of questions very similar to that. And I just kind of sat down on a piece of paper. He said, don't overthink it, right? Give it to family, put family first. Like he's just, he even asked me, do you want to stay home with your kids? Is that where you would be happy? And so I started answering those questions and I pieced a lot of these things together. And to me, it sounds shallow, right? To say that I love fashion and trends and clothing, like it's just always been there. So I had that, I had family had Sport and athletics obviously are really important to me, and golf is really high that list, even though I'm a very casual golfer. That's what my husband and I do, and now my boys are playing, and that's a sport we feel like we can play for the rest of our lives. So, I literally had this list of things that I could look at and smile and be confident of that those are things that make me happy. And I started just reeling that after I had a follow up with him, he's like, How do you piece that together? Is there something you can think of that would fulfill some of those items. And I, this starting like a women's like luxury resort brand that's infused with golf has checked so many boxes for me. So it's been, it was such a cool process.
1: Yeah. Let's just stay in the story. So you're starting to get Mm -hmm. reconnected with that dream and, yeah, and the questions your dad's asking you is really giving you permission to say everything and throw the (laughs) cards in the air and let's create the life that you're going to love. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So you start to have that realization. What'd you do next? Where'd you go from there?
0: Yeah. I think something that's really, I think a big value to me, I, in terms of personal values is curiosity. And it's like, I think so much of that is be curious and open yourself to just learning, right? And and say, this might not be the answer, but go put yourself in a position to learn about what will get you to that next step. And I've always thought about my career that way. And it's been, I've had plenty of people be like, don't be so modest about what you know and what you've experienced. And I think we do that a lot, right? We look back on what we know and you just assume that a lot of people know these things, but they don't. And I looked at what I know in terms of like, how would I even start a business? How would I start a clothing business? What pieces of that puzzle of getting from here's what I know to what I need to launch something like this? And so I started as simply as Googling how to start a clothing line. And it's interesting. There's resources out there. And I found one called Launch My Conscious Line. And Melanie is a lady that's been in the industry forever. And she has a six-month program that for reasonable cost that walks you through starting a clothing line from scratch and doing it by yourself and doing it on a budget. It gave me such a good framework to say, all right, this is how it's done and this is how I could do it by myself. Now as I went through that, I got to a point probably five months in that I was like, I have I have this idea and I really feel like there's a need in the market and nobody's capturing it. So I wanted to move faster. So then I started resourcing and this is a little bit from her help, was are there resources out there that can help me accelerate this idea and bring this to fruition? So from there, I started interviewing with their apparel agencies out there that help with very different, many different components of that business. So I started really piecing this puzzle together and I just realized, how do I, now how am I gonna do this in a year? So that's where you did that introduction of the idea has been there for over a year and a half, but from real concept to launch, it took about a year.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How soon did you get help and support and get some people or did you figure this out all on your own or?
0: Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. I'm like very comfortable admitting to the fact that it's all about surrounding yourself with these resources and the knowledge of others. Cause it's, I think it's doable, I think, on your own. It just depends on the timeline that you have and, and resources financially and things like that play into that, I think, mm-hmm. path and the speed of it, that timeline. I, let's say, obviously reaching out and starting that course, I would say that was my first lifeline of help, was sort of like, that was how I was going to learn about it. And then I started that class in October of 22. No, October 21. Yeah, That got me into spring of 21. I was about February, March, actually of 22, sorry, of last year that I was like, Oh man, this is going to take me a while. And I had this goal in my head from the beginning of 2022, that I was going to launch at the PGA show in 2023. And this window and t- like mapping this out of what it's going to look like. I was like, Oh boy, <laughs> how am I going to do this full out in that time frame?" So that's when I started reaching out to companies and uh, funny how kind of the stars align. I, interviewed a few agencies, but I had been listening to this podcast called Clothing Culture. They're apparel experts, just really educational based of teaching people what's going on in that industry. What's, you know, it's just full of really good information and interviews. And I found out that they also themselves owned and operated a apparel agency design and production agency. And so I was like, man, that would be killer if I could get them on my side. Mm -hmm. So I reached out and one thing after another, and it was certainly a little bit more of them interviewing me versus the other way around. And I landed a deal with them where they're now helping my back-of-house operation to take my designs and ideas and do this technical design and fabric sourcing. And they have really great partnerships with manufacturers around the world. And they're, they're helping me so much make this happen. I've got incredible resources that they've allowed me to tap into. So it's really cool how this has all come together, but it's by no means a one-man team in that sense.
1: Yeah. I love the goal of this time next year, I'm going to be launching at the PGA show. How did you arrive at that? Did that just come to you or how did you get that?
0: I was doing a lot of research about kind of the industry. And when I say research, some of it's just following people on Instagram, right? Like your competitors and things like that. Yeah. And it was January of last year that I saw a lot of these kind of younger female brands having a presence at the PGA show. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is like where I need to be. And so that was, yeah, that was January of last year where my wheels started turning. And I was like, I need to be there next year. Like that this needs to happen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. I find that as a coach, I work with a lot of business owners and leaders, and there's always that vision. And those that get really clear on that vision, like you did, and then yeah. everything becomes about how to get there. It's
0: yeah and kind of
1: self-organizes itself. It thinks mm-hmm. the universe gives you little opportunities. You just you fall into this podcast, you find you meet people. <laughs> yeah. But all because you knew what you're building towards. There was no like I hope someday I can have a apparel line. It's like, no a year from now yeah. I want to be there. There's a very specific vision. And
0: yes, yes, it helps.
1: So cool. Yeah. So that brings you to today, right? And I think you just launched you did launch at the PGA show, which was in the end of January, early February. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us where you're at today. What's on your mind? Where's your focus and attention going?
0: It is all over the place. And this is probably in your shoes, right? You see a lot of probably executives and people, entrepreneurs in this position where it's what hat should I be wearing right now Mm -hmm. is what it feels like. Because I wish I could be in so many places at once in terms of all the moving pieces that are going on right now. And what's really important for me is to present with potential customers, with just the Industry itself, and that's I. I had to make the decision very early on: am I going to be the face of the brand, or do I want to (laughs) hide behind the scenes? And I think you mentioned it. Like, there's so passionate and excited about it. Like, it just fuels me like crazy. I don't think I ever stayed up past ten o'clock, and now I'm like working till one in the morning just because I can't turn it off. And it's an energy I've had about my career that I've never had before. So I think my position right now is getting out in front of customers, and I've got two channels that I'm focused on, which is wholesale, which would be your country clubs and resorts. And then I'll turn on the direct-to-consumer website and everything early May, maybe into April a little bit. And a lot of the wholesale, especially in the golf industry, is all about relationship building. So I'm spending a lot of time there, but to me feels absolutely worth it. But in the back of all that, there's as simple as like today, I'm Sitting with our wholesale kind of web-based platform, trying to integrate with Shopify and talk about how <laughs> QuickBooks integrates. And there's part of me that wants to know and learn the ins and outs of all of that, but that stuff's time consuming, right? But I also don't want to lose touch of how do I manage this all and very much like that question of who's my first hire? I've got some yeah really good infrastructure with that back of house team and those resources. but I think looking at all this big picture and trying to prioritize where do I need to be? And is there somebody that I can hire to help with this and this? Like to me, that's, yeah. and it's overwhelming because there's so much going on, but that's where I'm at today is that we've got some really cool opportunities and this momentum of, Hey, our target customer is reacting positively and they want this. And there's, not little to no hesitation, but there's, there's really good receptive just overall vibe from them that we really need to capitalize on. So it's yeah. moving quick, but there's so many pieces still falling into place.
1: I feel the energy. Just, there's a lot of energy. I think I'm sensing there's this kind of this realization that, Oh my gosh, there's so many <laughs> things that I could yeah. be tackling. And there's an awareness for you that yeah. it's a awareness of, where is the best use of my time? What are the right hats I should be wearing? Because yes. it's so easy to get distracted and get into busy mode.
0: Yes. Uh, especially absolutely. when you're in the face. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: You know, I, I'm i a coach first and I love kind of drawing people out and, and helping them get some clarity so that they can move forward and really simplify their approach to creating what they want in their lives. Would it be cool if we spent some time like, digging in here? Yes. Yeah?
0: Yes. Please help me. <laughs>
1: and okay. So first off, I'm not going to help you. That's not as a coach. It's no, you yeah, already know. My that. my job is to just draw that out so that you can see what you are. Yeah. Knows, some clarity.
0: Feeling. Yeah. I love that.
1: What is on your mind predominantly right now? Because I think you just came back from Dallas, another show, and you've got others coming. Mm-hmm. I asked you before we push record, what wins? There's wins starting. People are saying, yeah, yeah. I'd like to talk so, what are you feeling now? Like, where's your head at?
0: Super optimistic, but that's just me in general. So, where I'm at, and in terms of how this business works, is that there's there are periods of the year that, like especially on the wholesale side, that customers are buying and they're planning for the entire year. And I'm a little bit behind the eight ball with presenting a spring summer collection in January, which to most would be like, "How does that not make sense, right? <laughs> But these, these wholesale accounts, like a country club, for instance, they don't want to spend four times a year buying garments. And they're just, they take that beginning of the year and they're like, I'm going to buy for the entire year. Well, so quickly on the heels of having a spring, launching with a spring summer collection, I'm right now finalizing fall. And then in the next couple of weeks, I need to actually finalize spring 24 and that will get me caught up. So there's this focus on, I'd say product almost, and making sure that we've got the right product, not obviously at the right time from a supply chain standpoint, but it's almost like I'm going to have the right product presented at the right time so that I'm entering into these trade shows, which we talked about back to back this time of year. And without that, there's... Mm -hmm. You almost lose momentum. So right now, I'm just making sure that we have again, that right product in the hands of that those wholesale accounts. And the direct to consumer piece will just flip on and be okay. That's not as a quarter of a kind of seasonality like this is going through with wholesale. But right now, like I, I'm very entrenched in kind of that product mode. And behind the scenes is, yeah, the I think the foundation of the business and having the right tools in place to make my life and any of the other team like, our lives easier.
1: Yeah. What else, if anything? Just curious.
0: Hiring. Like I mentioned that before, it's not something that keeps me up at night, but I think that's something that's not as black and white to me, which then not that it's a struggle, but I think that to me, it's not as they're not as easy as decisions. And I think there's a couple of different layers of hiring and on the wholesale side, using reps like sales reps is one option. And a very good option for a startup brands. So these reps have multiple brands under their umbrella. And so finding the right person that can be enthusiastic and present your brand the way you want is really tough. And they're prioritizing typically by the money that they make off of that brand. And so you hope that portfolio for brands, they're giving your brand the time of day. So that's one pocket of hiring that's definitely move it. I got to move fast because it's also going to help build relationships with the customers that I have now really nationally. So to present them with some coverage and then internally hiring, it's, as I mentioned before, just identifying what's the biggest gap right now, or what expertise do I need to bring to the table that I don't have? And I'm still even trying to answer that question.
1: Yeah. So you, I love this because naturally of course there's a lot there's the product the timing <laughs> yeah. and all of that then there's the yeah. just business hat do we have the right find, yeah. foundation do we have the right tools to make mm-hmm. this easier from shopify to all the things that you need it, yeah. yeah working and then the team the hiring sales reps and then also internally of those three if we were to go deeper into one which one do you feel is most important for you right now
0: oh I think the hiring in the sense that if I figured it out sooner, I think that's going to be more impactful.
1: Yeah. So if we spend the next, let's just say 15, 20 minutes working through that, what would be the goal you'd, ha- you'd have for yourself? Like by the end of the 20, 30 minutes here, yeah. what's the outcome you'd love to create for yourself or clarity you'd like to leave with?
0: Oh, geez. I think, I think it's almost like coming up with that short list of here's what's missing right? Mm -hmm. Which would then give me the ability to go out and find the person that would meet or fill that gap and that need. I think because there's so many moving pieces, it feels overwhelming to even think about what's really the biggest gap right now. Yeah. And it's sometimes like pen to paper, right? Just write down like what you have in place and see if there's holes, poke holes at it.
1: What's important to you about doing that to getting clear on this is what's missing. This is what I need most. What's important to you about that?
0: I think, and it's a little bit of that big picture and that's not like the importance of it, but it's also not a fear, maybe a little bit. Like the last thing I would ever want is to hire somebody that didn't feel fulfilled, wasn't also passionate about what they were bringing to the table and didn't feel like appreciated. Like those are three things to me that I just dread in terms of hiring of what if, right? What if we haven't figured this out where we found that need and so to me, it's like really important. I think one is finding somebody with the right... To me, it's almost like personality. And mm-hmm. I think commonality and energy, like finding... To me, that's really important. Now, I know there's... All right, if I really need somebody with some backend Shopify experience, that's a huge element too, right? I'm not going to overlook that. But to me, especially as a startup, I think you're finding... You want to find people that can flex in and out of certain roles and really grow with the company and offer more than just that Shopify experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So especially with just such a young team, like I really hope it's somebody that can wear a lot of hats. Cause I think that's the name of the game with any startup company.
1: Yeah. And what will finding that right person do for you?
0: To me, it's not that I'm doing this alone at all cuz like I said I've got Stars Design Group behind me and a couple of their resources, but finding the right person I think will bring this energy to the business that and to me that I really hope I find somebody that I can bounce ideas off of and there's something very isolating about being the one to some degree that has to make all the decisions. And I'm not afraid of risk at all, really. And I think (laughs) that's good and bad, right? But I also think that's what's gotten me here. And But there is, as you really start to build things and things get bigger and you have customers that are relying on you and everything, there's certainly, I think you feel a bit more of the pressure. So to me, it's like finding the right person, I think, will infuse a little bit more collaboration to the kind of day-to-day equation and the activity that goes through my head, like, I'm so excited about finding that person that I can... Not person, right? It's going to be multiple people, but I can't wait to build that team to say, we'll be able to sit in a room or Zoom call and bounce ideas off of each other. Because I think collaboration, hands down, just brings so much more to the table than one person coming up with all the ideas. Yeah. So Yeah. I've had a little bit of that, but not to, I think the full potential. So to me, that's the biggest part about this hire and the importance of it.
1: Yeah. And I guess I'm hearing two things. There's the practical, tactical, getting clear on what the job is and what this person would be doing and like the technical ability.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I get the feeling like you've got that. Like you, you Mm -hmm. probably already have a pretty good idea. Yeah. The second thing that's coming up that I'm hearing you say is it's a big deal that I find the right person that aligns with me. The energy's right. It compliments mine. And you even shared like there's a fear around that. What are you afraid of?
0: I think that's, it's interesting because I've seen my, like I said, dad start a bunch of companies and he's always been grounded in the fact that people are most important. People are most important in the sense of taking care of them. I th- he's very process driven though, right? If you don't have the right process, you're setting your people up to fail. So not that people and their personalities are it, but I think taking care of people. And I think I love the idea. And I've talked to already like many young girls, either out of college with some experience here and there, like I I love the idea of giving someone an opportunity to one, be in a startup. There's something cool about that, but there's, I think, a lot of weight as that founder to make sure that you're bringing them into something that's that's going to have some longevity. And I hands down think they would learn so much. I've been in the shoes of jumping over to a startup. And it's an endless amount of things that you learn on a daily basis and being that close to that startup. But I think the fear is just the responsibility, right? And making sure they're getting the most out of it. And... That a hey, Putnam is here to stay and grow and just become a bigger and better thing. I don't know. Like I said, I'm optimistic, typically, in my thinking. So don't have a worry there. But it is definitely the way to bring somebody on, right? Like you're adding one more person to that. That thing With I, from the outside looking in would say is a risky venture.
1: Yeah. What's the timeline? When do you think you'll really be needing and wanting this, this person?
0: I have in the back of my head that it's almost like May timeframe. And I think the reason that is, is okay. yeah. I'll have... Things are really rolling on the wholesale side, but they're getting busier. And we'll just continue to get busier and grow. And then I think flipping on the direct-to-consumer side of things, it's a whole another level of customer service and manage it of that. So I do think that's going to be the point at which I'm spread a little too thin in terms of Trying to wear those multiple hats.
1: Yeah. And whenever there's a fear around something, we don't allow ourselves to
0: mm-hmm.
1: experiment and explore and be open. Yeah. It just closes the book on it. And we don't, <laughs> it's just kind of like, we'll deal with that later. We don't think about it, we avoid it. Mm-hmm. But then it keeps popping up in our mind when we lay our head on the pillow at night. It's, what are you going to do about this? When you need help, you're going to need help. You know, yes. Is that an accurate? Does that resonate with you?
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I like I said I'm really risk adverse and I I'm not one of those people that just have sleepless nights cuz I can't stop thinking about things that I fear or scared about. I can <laughs> generally turn it off and I think I've always been like that. And so for me, I'm pretty good. I would say better than most at overcoming those fears and just pushing through it. Now, mm-hmm. what I typically do though is it's a mix of that calculated decision, but I also this is also being trustworthy of people, which is a good and bad thing. Yeah. But I would generally say, and even the thinking of some of the people that I've talked to, like I'd probably go with my gut and say, I feel really good with this person. I think we align on values and interests, And then, by the way, they've also got some of these technical things. But I feel like I do sometimes make a lot of decisions just based off a little bit more on gut. Yeah. I do. And I do think I'll get to a point too is I try to calculate it and then an outline. Here's what my needs are. So geez, it is, a, and i mentioned this earlier, just about that personality and who do I think is going to bring just that bit more to the table.
1: Yeah. How will you identify that? Do you think, and this is great because you have time, but to yeah. get to spend some time <laughs> thinking about... We'll be
0: here before we know it.
1: Yeah. How do you identify what you're needing?
0: I think right now, the nice part is I've got a pretty good picture of the landscape of what resources I have in place. What I don't see clearly yet, because I'm not in the full swing of having the direct-to-consumer on yet, or full swing of, all right, orders are coming in, reorders are coming in, questions about orders are coming in. I think there is some of this in the back of my head that's thinking that as things speed up, there are going to be pockets of activities that are just going to require a lot of time. So that's the way I'm looking at this is if I can anticipate what areas will be a bit more hands-on and time-consuming, like mm-hmm. that's, I'm writing those down on paper and it might be more service, a little bit of order management, a little things like being asked right and left to come to trunk shows, which requires travel and people. And so it's writing down and I'm, I'm very much a note taker, pen to paper, right down on that list of, where am I, where do I feel like I need to be at all these times? And just really prioritize and say, do I really need to be answering every email that comes in from that goes to hello at aputnam.com? Maybe not. Maybe. (laughs) It's hard when you're really trying to be very high touch and be the person that answers on Instagram and really has, again, saying, Hey, it's Allie, the founder. Thank you for the follow. Not that it's everyone. It's a little exaggerated, but I love companies that are super high touch and, Mm-hmm. Personal. and so, you can tell my wheels are spinning because i I think there will be a lot that that I could use some help on. And the hope is that it's not just one person that quickly to follow, we're saying, we need somebody else. So I think growing the team is super exciting,
1: and then there's also the sales reps and that finding a model that works for you there too, while well, maintaining that brand standard, if you want to call it that that
0: oh, yeah,
1: yeah. One of the questions I was just curious, if you looked out over the next year, and we are talking a year from today. And I just ask you, looking back on this past year, Ali, what was the handful of things that you spent your time and energy on that made the biggest impact on you growing the business and bringing this vision to life? What do you think you'd be telling me?
0: I hands down think it's actually these trade shows and trunk shows. And it's like the customer-facing opportunities to me is where... I'll probably have more bang for the buck, and it's a part of that is taking also from a social media standpoint, like taking that direct consumer along for the ride. Like it's it's a different world being in that wholesale space, and nobody ever gets to see it. But it is so different, and I know you mentioned I had a real story last week on being in this hotel room, and that's what (laughs) my that trade show was—is having this hotel room that you sleep in, and then you have to set up the next day and invite people in to see your clothing and
1: into your hotel room. Right. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like really makes you straighten up. I'll tell you that. But I think the customer facing opportunities in a, in an industry that's really fun. Right. And I hope that it's some tournaments and meeting. I'm going to start working on a series where we're interviewing LPGA players or people just in the women in the golf space. And to me, it is going to be that customer facing like a little bit of high touch, but I think that's how I'll introduce the brand. And that seems really important this first year.
1: Yeah. How does doing that serve you personally?
0: Oh, see, I so much energy out of it.
1: Yeah, that's important.
0: It is. And it's so fun, I think, to share... And I've heard more of this than anything is, oh, I love hearing why you design the wrap dress that way. And I can totally see why that is much more flattering on a woman. Or I can see that's functional, getting cocktails, and then the next day, putting golf shoes on with it. There's, I really am so focused on like the versatility of the pieces that there's a very specific function for all the designs. And I love sharing that with people.
1: On the flip side, you have a really strong sense of We'll just call it your unique genius. It's what you love to do. It's what you're great at. And it really will move the dial in the business. It all makes sense. Yeah. But as this thing starts moving, on the flip side of the coin, we're talking a year from now, let's say it didn't go well. Let's say it landed flat and you got in your way and just got all tangled up around the axle as Mm -hmm. the complexities. What would you be telling me where you made the missteps?
0: Oh, gosh. That's such a good question. (laughs) <laughs> right and it's forecasting too. Like not that you want to hone in all the time on what could go wrong, but I think it's really smart to look at that and say, so, like, all right, if this tactic doesn't work and me getting out there isn't yeah. wasn't the best use of our time. And
1: let know, me like, reframe see, my question, not necessarily what you just said, what if that doesn't work? That's not Yeah. Cause I think you have plenty, you have evidence that says that works. There's plenty of evidence that says that works. But let's say we get to the other end of the year. And you're like, I knew that I, that was what moved the dial, but I just, oh, I couldn't stay focused on it. I guess what I'm asking, you know yourself. And so if you're going to get in your own way, what would that look like?
0: I think, and we had talked about this when we last spoke, and it was a little bit of that question of what are your strengths and weaknesses, right? Yeah. And that one strength is multitasking. And I've always been in the mindset that I can take on a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think there's what's really important to me too is that like, I do have five boys and a wonderful husband that tolerates (laughs) all of this. And I think it's that spreading too thin. And I fear that there's a little bit of this and I refer to it as like that honeymoon phase, right? There's so much energy and it's a new brand for people. It's fun to introduce it, but making sure that it's not something that I get burnt out on. And then also realizing that there's a lot of other things going on. So I have a feeling like at the end of the year, I'm going to reevaluate what 2024 looks like. And it definitely could look different. And it may be, Hey, I've got to find a better balance for myself and my family. And that's where I need to make sure that I got to be okay with handing off a brand rep that I can trust that they can go to a trunk show. And yeah, the vibrancy of the brand isn't lost on that. So I think absolutely like thinking about what I could do differently or just that trajectory is not spreading myself too thin. So it's so important to find that balance. And sometimes it's hard when you've got this new and sparkly thing you're working on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's a fine line here because you're, it's a startup You're It's all hands on deck, roll up your sleeves, get to work. But I just, I've witnessed this, that that becomes the modus Operandi is that a word? Like that becomes (laughs) the kind of the guiding principle of how everything works. It's a startup. I just got to do everything. I got to work hard, and it's going to be three hard years. And that's I like to question that a little bit because it's what if it didn't have to be? What if? Yeah. What if you were to create something that was serving you every step of the way? Not saying it's going to be work. It's not going to be easy, but just like very intentional, like having the forethought to say, Yeah. Like what you're saying is I have a hunch that if I'm going to all the trunk shows, all the shows, yes, that's not going to work for me. I think you, that's not going to work for yeah. me and my family. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Right. And there's this other story I'm hearing you share of can I really let go of this to a sales rep? <laughs>
0: yeah, right.
1: Right. And so that's what's going to keep you on that hamster wheel of trying to do it all. And so what do you feel like you need to resolve to to answer that question so that you can make a decision and kind of just because right now I feel like you're still like, I don't know if it's the (laughs) right thing. And I get a feeling like that could be you a year from today.
0: Yeah. Well, and how fast a year goes. That's the other crazy thing is that we're like nearing the end of February, which is just, mind-blowing. But I think it goes back to our earlier conversation. I definitely think and like I said, that being grounded in athletics and sport, like there is such a huge value to surrounding yourself with the right people and having a team behind you, and I that is hands down to me how I will find balance is
1: mm-hmm.
0: finding that team that that also wants to maintain balance, but also have the joy of working on something like this because it's super fun in an amazing industry. That is, yeah, hundred percent what I need. I think to find that balance and release that tug between being the face of the brand and being as present as possible versus burning myself out. Yeah, and not finding balance. Completely agree. And I love this conversation because I think it really brings light to to hey. When I hang up the phone, why should I go and start really putting some energy into And it's so easy to get just inundated with the day-to-day stuff and how to connect Shopify and fix my product images. And it's so easy to just do those tasks. And yeah, through my, throughout my career, it's always been that way. It's really easy to just answer that one email really quick. And then all of a sudden, the time you thought you'd allocate to something like, all right, laying out all the qualifications for hiring that that hour's gone and just days fly by. So I love, it's fun to step back and talk about things like this because it really refocuses you. It's Uh, cool.
1: How much progress do your goal around just getting clear on what's missing and what you really, how much progress, and we've only been talking for 20 minutes on this topic, but how much progress have you made in this time that we've been talking?
0: Oh, I think probably like, you think going from zero to ten being complete? I think I'm probably at just in this conversation, like probably from started at two and I can think a bit more clearly and get to that five or six standpoint. So yeah. Yeah, it's really helpful even to just yeah try to just talk about it.
1: For sure. So what is the what are you taking away from that?
0: There is tactical activity, I would call it, and then customer service that I think is at the Kind of the ground of what I'm going to need support with, knowing that's really on the horizon of picking up, but then also having somebody that can bring ideas to the table. Like, as little as I'm hands down, will admit, I'm not a fashion designer. I just have a passion for (laughs) and a vision of what I'm trying to develop. But I love the idea of somebody that's got a touch of that too, to bounce ideas around off of and potentially come to a trunk show with me and yeah. a little bit of that divide and conquer with, I think, multiple levels of the business. But to me, like in a nutshell, those few things would be a humongous help.
1: Yeah. Have you heard of the book rocket fuel?
0: No, I'm going to add it to my list. I would,
1: as you're sharing it, it, it introduces this concept for a lot of entrepreneurial businesses that usually the founder of the business is very visionary. Great visionaries, they need what the book calls an integrator. Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: Like somebody that runs alongside them. And because somebody's probably, that's a little more left-brained to your right-brained. You're more creative, yeah. more visionary, <laughs> right. more just risk-prone. Let's do this. Yeah. And then having somebody yeah. that's really on the more of the execution logic system, yeah. you have that too. Like we I've spent some time talking yeah. to you. are like You have attributes of both for sure but i'm just mm-hmm. hearing this having somebody to really join arms with you and to build this and that would yeah definitely yeah so yeah of course you could check out that book and i'm just i'm just saying what you were telling me and that book came to my mind i'm like i'll share it with you but
0: that's great i love that
1: what steps do you start taking to start opening yourself up to finding this person to meeting this person or maybe it's somebody you already know that maybe is coming to mind right now but what's coming up for you there
0: it's funny because I do I've met somebody recently, actually on Instagram very randomly, I feel like that's just the world we live in a little bit, but for me it's this is a little bit back to bring i'm feeling confident that I'm bringing somebody into something that's not necessarily super organized because it's not like startup world is a little bit chaotic and all over the place, and I'm a very organized person. that's probably how I multitask. but there's some of this that just feels a little unorganized, but I think to me it's being able to articulate how I think they can help. And this is even aside from that person, I think it's, it is putting down on paper and being able to lay out in an email here, top five things that I could see you helping with. And I also think that just helps with giving them a framework of, all right, I'm going to go in here and I will have a purpose. And this is how I will help. Because I've been in positions where you're just like, oh, this is a new position. We don't really have, an outline for like, where you fit and how this works. And that's a bit chaotic, right? And not as fulfilling. So I feel like I need to outline some guardrails.
1: I heard you say something just a little bit ago, and you've said it a couple times. There's this, the staying power of a Putnam, like, I feel like before I start, because you're going to sell yourself and your business. Like, come join my team. Come on yeah. this journey with me. But there's a hesitancy because there's still this uncertainty of... I have nothing to promise right now. It's more of a dream than it is a business.
0: <laughs> yeah. like that, is, yeah. that, is
1: that a real thing that's yeah. coming through you a lot?
0: I definitely... I think it is. And the way I've kind of... Anybody that's helping me resource-wise, like it's a little bit of that retainer structure and kind of a project basis. And to me, that's nothing finite, right? And it's not, all right, I'm going to be giving you a salary on a yearly basis. There's something that, which I like right now, because it's giving me the flexibility to find the right people and resources. But with hiring people, I think there's certainly more people that are open to that structure. But yeah, to me, I want to find somebody that I can bring on a bit more full-time and yeah. about you clocking hours and like...
1: Yeah, so let's... That's what you want. I love getting just, there's no like ambiguity when it's just, this is what I want to create. I want to create a full-time position for somebody that I know I can pay them a salary and they're with me and Mm -hmm. they can count on this. Yes. That's the stake in the ground you put in the ground last year, PGA show. So this is a new stake in the ground.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How will you know? What, What would indicate to you that you are ready to offer that to somebody? How would you know?
0: I don't know. Looking at it just high level, I think I have it in the back of my head that it's, I have enough for this person to stay busy. Feel like they have a purpose. Like that to me is the easy answer. Right. Of is there at this point in time, am I not so overwhelmed? But do I feel like my list is long enough that I need somebody to help me with this and this? And that that's to me the easy answer and the trigger and the flag that says all right, now's the time. And I feel like I'm pretty much there. Like every day there's something else that I either add to that list or I think about a little bit more that day to be like, oh man, I've just thought about how somebody could be helping (laughs) three times today instead of two yesterday. Uh So I definitely think those are, to me, the triggers that are like, all right, it's about time.
1: So I'm hearing you say... The workloads there, like that's not a question. If I had somebody, if I found the right person, yeah, I, I would all. It would be all about freeing you up to do what is going to move the needle for the business.
0: It is, and it's. I think what happens is that as an entrepreneur, you just get to the end of your day and you look back and think about, all right, what did I accomplish, and what's still on my list. And when that list just keeps getting longer and longer, and you feel like, oh yeah. gosh, I'm not keeping up with this, or man, I want another week of not doing this and this like that to me is a good indication that there's, there's a need.
1: So what else is getting in the way then of giving yourself permission to just go find this person?
0: Right. I, me probably prioritizing it. Right.
1: I'm wondering about like money financially, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's always certainly the case. Like I've tried to be mindful of budgeting and having kind of this chunk of that budget that can be allocated to that hire. And
1: do you have that? uh, I do.
0: I think it was again, just an anticipation of, (laughs) yeah, Like I think knowing, and then again, that's a kind of hope. And you set this up to be like, I'm going to find success with success comes the need for hiring either certain services or help. And so I've definitely been mindful of kind of setting that aside.
1: Yeah. So what do you see as your next steps here? (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is a hundred percent. It's funny. I, like I mentioned the person I met online and it's funny, I met my husband on match.com too. So that's, now I feel like I've got this, you and I met on LinkedIn. And it's just like the nature of yeah. today's world, but no, probably going back to a couple of people I've talked to before. And I think having a bit deeper conversation about one, what they're open to, and then two, just Hey, here's a short list of things that I need help with. Does this sound attractive to you? Or yeah. does it sound like mundane work that's not a good fit for you? And seeing what their response is. And if there's excitement around it, I think that's a good indication of their interest. And if it's... I think I'm pretty good at reading people. But I think... And then really honing in and maybe asking some more pointed questions about their experience and their interests. Um, really trying to get down to, all right, of the two or three people I've met recently, are they good fits? And Who's the best fit? And what's hard for me is a people pleaser. Like, I hate the idea of having these lovely conversations with people I've met that have maybe a really nice interest level and the opportunity, but you're just like, I have to say, you're not the one right now. (laughs) So it's so hard. It's, I think for me, a conversation might not be right now, but let's keep in touch and hope that this grows and there's an opportunity down the road. That's how I confront it. But I, there's always that little bit of me that, oh, just this sheer conversation of yeah. like, nope, you're not the right fit right now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's hard.
1: I'm looking back on our conversation and it might seem like I've been pushing you in this direction. That's not the case. You've, you're pushing yourself this direction. You were a five or a six no. on that kind of level of commitment to moving into this. Where are you now?
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, I'm getting off the phone. This is what I'm doing. No, it is. I think it's definitely closer to like, probably an eight. I think there's just some details for me to write out like pen to paper. And then yeah, it's having those conversations. And part of it's too, like where to look and making sure you're not making a decision too fast. I think I have so many people like wonderful people out there. So it's, yeah. but I'm also not the kind of person that sits there and thinks, who am I missing? Should I cast this net super wide to get all the options? Like, I'm, I don't feel that way at all. I think, you know, when you meet some people,
1: yeah. You're not desperate. You don't need, but you're trying to find that right fit to be a catalyst. I really do think the book Rocket Fuel would re- will really stir you a little bit and get you thinking about pop. I like that. I, w- I would love for you to really think about what would be possible for you. What if you had somebody to take over the Spotify, the backend, just mm-hmm. some of that stuff that you, that does consume time because you already know if you're going to trade shows and trunk shows and then being a mom of five, that might be about 80% of this year. And so what if it could be like, what does that mean for you and the business? Yeah. More than likely it's going to, it's going to dial everything up. And so there's so much possibility when you find that agreed. Can I share one exercise with you that I think you might find helpful? Yes. So I'm literally doing it right now. I have it on my desk. I have a legal pad Uh and there's two columns on I drew a line down the center. On the left, I wrote energizers. On the right, I wrote drainers. (laughs) And this is something for you to just what are you doing on a day-to-day basis, big or small? What do you do that really lights you up? You love doing it. You're great at it. It energizes you. And then on the right side of the paper is what drains you? What do you do? But maybe you procrastinate more often than not just like, Oh, I got to (laughs) do I got to do that. I got to figure out how to connect this to that online or whatever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, I can easily do that.
1: And let that guide you. I love that. What happens is we look at the drainer stuff and we're like, yeah, who would like that? And so (laughs) we play the role of the good soldier. I'm not going to ask someone else to do what I don't want to do. That's just not how I was raised, but there's somebody out there that probably would love the right side of that piece of paper, the drainers. You're so right. And now it's like rocket fuel. It's, oh my gosh, we get to play to our strengths. This thing gets really fun. I love that. Yeah.
0: That's cool. I see. I think that's really helpful.
1: Cool. As we conclude today's conversation, how would you like to complete on the hour we've spent together?
0: Oh my gosh. It is. You mean in terms of recapping what I got out of this? Yeah,
1: let's do that. I like that. Let's do that.
0: <laughs> I think basically like what's freshest off of this conversation is just priorities, right? And we went through telling the story of where I'm at. And I think you've really asked some really pointed questions on what's next. What's the, I don't not struggle, right? But what are some of the opportunities or challenges ahead? And it's so nice to stop and think about that. Like I said, when you get inundated with the day-to-day stuff, and I think bringing light to that hiring, which I kept saying is probably the most daunting to me, but I think it's finding that clarity, which just even this conversation has helped a lot, which I love. And you're obviously really good at kind of pulling at those strings and that's very cool. And then, geez, I think it's even forward thinking and stop for a second and think what's next year look like. And this conversation is really helpful with that. And I love it. And I know for me, I'm going to get some, good things out of this.
1: Cool. So where can people learn more about what you're building? And
0: Sure. So any of the social handles are a Putnam brand. And otherwise, the direct-to-consumer site launches, let's say May 1st. The website is www.aputnam.com.
1: Awesome. Cool. Allie, thanks, thanks for playing full out in the conversation. That was awesome. And
0: Zach, thanks for... The chat and the conversation. Like I looked forward to keeping in touch. You're going to check up on me. I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's just something about, I see what you're doing and I getting to meet you. Like this is going somewhere really cool. And
0: thank you. I so appreciate it.
1: What strikes me is what you're building. Isn't just some boring old business. Like it's got a vibe about it, that there's going to be people that want to help you build this thing. They're like,
0: That's so great.
1: If you either just, you're going to have people wanting to help you.
0: You want it to be contagious, right? And bring in the right people that it feels like it energizes as well. So thank you. That's a very nice compliment. Thank you.
1: Thanks for coming on the show today. And absolutely. Let's stay in touch. And if you're listening, go check out www.aputnam.com.
0: Got it. Thanks.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Real quick. I have a question for you. What would it look like and feel like for you to lead your team and build your business with more clarity, confidence, and conviction. That's why I wanna invite you to the Fully Expressed Leader. It's a full day workshop, virtual workshop to learn how to lead from the inside out. This is for creatives, artists, executives, and right brain business owners who are ready to be the fully expressed leader they were meant to be. My promise to you is that by the end of this full day together you're going to be able to identify the critical element in your business that you've been ignoring. You're going to know the secret to unleash the full potential of your team and start to see responsibility as a gift and not a burden. You're going to make leading from the inside out your new automatic default. What I love most about this day is I get to see the change in those that do the work. They come in exhausted and they leave energized. Later on, when they check back in with me, they tell me that it's like someone turned the lights on. What once felt impossible, now feels inevitable. To learn more, go to www.createpurpose.net forward slash workshop. This day is not about doing more. It's a way of being, a way for you to shift your approach to building your business on your terms. So go check it out, www.createpurpose.net forward slash workshop. Hopefully, you really enjoyed this podcast episode, and my hope is you found it really inspirational. And also, most importantly, I hope you took away some practical things that you can start to do and apply in your own life. So, finally, I have one small favor to ask of you before you go. Wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Music or Spotify... If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Love to hear your thoughts. Come find us on social media. Share it on social media. It just really helps us get the word out, helps us grow our audience. So please do that. Thanks to my team, Ashley Bolden, who handles all the admin, and Chris Skipper, who handles all the music and editing of this podcast. For more information on the Create Purpose podcast, you can go to www.createpurpose.net. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Zach.Erend. Please drop me a comment. Reach out. Drop me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. and love to hear what you're taking away from these conversations. What would you like to hear more of? Do you have any guests that you would love to see come on the show? And I'm always looking for great people to talk to. People with great stories that can inspire you. And so if you know of anybody, send them my way. Love to hear from you. I'm your host, Zach Aaron. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Create
0: Purpose podcast. Bye for now.